Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. It is May 20th, 2019. This is Atlanta United FC Weekly, a home before dark podcast. Where am I choo-choo? Good God. Good, good God. Uh, okay. How's no, everybody doing tonight? Really we got Dan know. here. That is... Uh, Where did my choo-choo go? For real. Um, just disappear? I know. Already thrilling podcast content. Oh. It's down at the bottom. It's underneath my butt. Yes. We're all in the same room. Can everybody hear us okay? You guys good? <laughs> episode 100. It's episode 100, guys. We're all in the same room. We did it. Thank you. Who Thank- would have believed it? Oh. Good God. What do we do? Where's Dan's? Where's Dan's? <laughs> Just make him go away. Go back. <laughs> go back to being remote. Loud. I am way loud. It's yeah. way loud. I'm there we go. Louder right. than Kevin. Just keep taking okay. it. We'll get it right. We got it. We got it. We got it. We got it. Oh, thank you guys right, for so tuning in. Here we go. One, two. <laughs> do the clap test. Three. All right. I think we're good. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in on this amazing Monday night. It is. It is a momentous occasion. It is. Cheers. Um, Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. I am Tim Herbin. As always, guys. I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Mr. Kevin Bradley, over in the corner. And then Mr. Dan James is joining us live in person for the first time in uh, a while. Since um, Game of Thrones Season 3, I think. Yeah, right. since before the since before the Sazerac Rye, which has been quite a while. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that was before we were even covering Atlanta United at this point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Thank you guys for tuning in. If you guys are not subscribed, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell icon, smash that like button. Smash it. Should we go ahead and pull up the review? We should. I mean, we should. Oh, with we those. A yeah, we did. We did. Uh, we got a review and a new vote. So that takes us up to 180, right? Um, 
No, is it one seventy eight? One seventy eight. One seventy eight. It's uh De- for DeBoer against DeBoer. Who cares? One hundred episodes. Five stars from Brian MUFC says there are many podcasts in the ATL UTD universe. One of them is good, and it is this one. Hit subscribe, <laughs> smash like, and come join the trap on Mondays. Shout outs to the regulars in the trap. You know who you are. Thanks, Tim, Kevin, and Dan for making something awesome and for being genuine individuals. Cheers to you guys. Cheers. In the words of Cheers. Brian. Cheers to the Cheers. Trap, celebration. Guys. Thanks for tuning in with us. Um, we got a pretty good, pretty rowdy crowd in there tonight. I'm going to try not to talk too much tonight because I feel like I'm going to cough a lot if I do. Yeah. yeah. Kevin's okay. got... Good luck with that, Kevin. <coughs> I think that... Yeah, you just muted me. I'm number two, by the way. Oh, You're okay. number one. Oh. Yeah. Look at me. Oh. Look, look at me. <laughs> Um, number you, two on the podcast, number one in our hearts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, let's see. Matt Gillis saying, don't let this podcast distract you from the fact that Gendry got absolutely robbed in the King vote. All right. Before we go, before we go into this, did Brittany S watch it? Cause we got a lot of familiar faces in the trap. Is there, is this a spoiler free podcast? We've got a, I mean, listen, this, this is a historic podcast for many reasons. The end of an era for game of Thrones was last night. Um, we don't want to. We don't want to give anything away for anybody. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nope. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn, Brittany, salty. She's yeah. salty. But shout out to Brittany S. She's one of the. She's the one of the original homies. She's in the trap every single Monday night, and she has been waiting so long, not for episode 100, but for Chris Wondolowski, her boy, to score that record-breaking <laughs> goal. And just for you, Brittany S. He put four in the back of the net. And with that. Chris Wondolowski put four in the back of the net, and we're going to put a scarf in your hands. Um, we need to make sure we get your details. Hit us up on Twitter so we can get one over to you. Uh, if anyone deserves one, yes. uh, it needs to be you. We were just talking before we how we had an extra one, so uh, we need to make sure we get that over to you, Brittany. All right. Um, other housekeeping, <clears throat> before we get into yesterday, <sighs> because I feel like there's going to be a long discussion about that, should we do fantasy rankings real quick? Yeah, do it. If you guys are playing fantasy in the home before dark fantasy league with MLS and the MLS app, which is a hundred times better than it was last year at this, at this point. Um, here are your standings in fantasy. I am stalling because my phone is taking a few seconds <laughs> to get this up. I am ranked 51 out of 53. Oh, you're in the league. <laughs> Barely. Yeah. I mean, do you really yeah, yeah, want to yeah. count that? All right. Number one, speaking of, Actually, let's start at five. This podcast really is a fantasy to answer Joe Johnstone's question. We play fantasy. <laughs> Every day. Every day. Can't wait to set my lineup. We have a real Inter United FC, Patrick. Is that Patrick? Is that PK? Is that Keenum? I, the the damn app cuts off the people's names. So it's Patrick, number five, uh, real Inter, uh, Inter United FC. We got number four, FC Apogee, last season's winner, Nathan Lyons. And number three, we have uh, Thought Marker SC, a.k.a. Michael German. Yeah, that's definitely right. <laughs> um, have you been fucking with me the whole time? Yes. Okay. I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> I've pronounced it every way at this point, and he said I've done it wrong, so I don't know. Uh, in third, I think it's German. German, okay. Uh, and number two, we have Don't Var Me Bro, Matt. And then number one, Andy Watkins, soccer-specific fantasy team. Andy Watkins in the Man. trap. Just give up. Walk away. There's no reason to even try anymore. He's he's claiming it. He's claimed his title for season one for this year. Andy, when does the spring season end? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. 
<laughs> it's not a very good fantasy football pod, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I like I like what Kendrick's. I like where his head's at. He said, uh, I feel like Kevin tricked me into a different type of fantasy league. No soccer, just Kevin and a lot of leather. He, we all know there was no tricks involved with that. He signed on willingly. <laughs> <laughs> How do you get the gimp suit around your beard? Is uh, what I've... It's like, you know those, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen a woman get her hair dyed, get highlights in her hair, and they pull yeah. all the, yeah, it's mm. like that. I just, just pull all this, <laughs> I just pull all the beard strands through. It's like a it's like a leather colander on the bottom. <laughs> I just pull the beard. Mm, that is that is terrifying. <laughs> F, FC hair spaghetti. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, looks just like one of those uh, Play-Doh spaghetti makers. Whenever. I... <laughs> oh. Dear God! Yikes! Dear God, do we have anything else to distract us from yesterday yet? No, anything else? Oh, ooh! Shout out to Miles Robinson. The main motherfucker getting a call up in the provisional yeah, right. provisional roster for the for the U.S. men's national team You're for a uh, gold right. cup. Absolutely yeah, him right. was it him Guzan and um, there's one more from Atlanta United who got pulled up. Darlington Nagby. Darlington Nagby. That's right. So what's that going to put us down to? Like seven guys out, seven starters on international yeah, duty. Yeah, United. Atlanta, I think Atlanta United too is going to be playing in a few games this summer. Yeah, maybe Carlton will get a start. <laughs> just kidding. yeah um i also wanted to bring up uh one more uh one more cool thing um on saturday night i think i saw this tweet and it was from uh two spikes atl the footy mob chapter supporting uh, atlanta united too for any of you guys oh, who yeah, aren't yeah. gonna use your voucher for your atlanta united two for your season ticket holders you know they're 35 plus thousand of us right of those uh people who aren't going to be using your season ticket vouchers they are doing a really cool thing where they are taking donations of ticket vouchers for the June 15th. Uh, is it her? It's called Her Night, I think is what it's called, um, to help bring little girls in, uh, to the game. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really freaking cool cause. And- I'm going to do a call to action uh, for our, our friends over at Unreal ATL for Queens of the South to do a live broadcast from out there. Yes. Be sure to spread the word to them so that they can get out there. I think that would be that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that'd yeah. be really um, cool. Bring out folks like try and get Jillian Sakovitz and Absolutely. try and get uh, Beth Keener and Jill from Soccer in the Streets yep. out yep. there. I yep. think that'd be that'd be a really cool night. Yep. But agreed. Anyway, so if you guys are mm-hmm. um go to Two Stripes ATL. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you guys have ticket vouchers to give away, go ahead and transfer them to them. Uh, it's a great cause. Get get uh, get new people into the game and let them see uh, see what all fuss is about over at Kennesaw State. So, so Tim, just Derek rushing in the trap. Who is holding that again? Uh, two stripes ATL. Two stripes ATL. The number two here. It's the the number two stripes at or two spikes sorry two spikes atl sorry not two stripes two spikes atl footy mob uh no i'll retweet that out um again later got a lot to talk about tonight phone lines are open as they always are phone six, lines seven, are eight, open we eight, have a couple seven, voicemails three, to get two, through six seven eight eight two seven three two nine seven you got it man good there, job you're killing it it's the only number i have memorized <laughs> Just in case of emergency. That and 911. Yeah. <laughs> if I can't get through, I'm just calling the Google voicemail line. You don't know my phone number? Nope. Do you know mine? Yes. I've known your phone number since like 10th grade. No. Yeah. I remember. I thought, I'll, I'll say it right now. <laughs> I was about to say, do not do that. Um, I remember. I used to remember your old 494 
number. You can call that one all day. <laughs> yeah, out in, out in Wedgefield. You know I love about being in... Because those were all the landline. That was right before yeah. cell phones. So I, I, all the numbers I remember are all right around the time of transitioning from landlines to cell phones. Yeah. Um, I remember being able to determine based off the uh, the first three digits what carrier you had in Sumter. Oh yeah! Wow. yeah. I actually went That's to a really cool talent. I actually went to an event. <laughs> I actually went to the World Cup trophy tour in two thousand. When would that have been? Two thousand fourteen. I think it was the beginning of the year in two thousand fourteen. Um, and I was working at an event with a guy that I've never like. I had just met client. Gives me his business card. And I see the first six digits. I'm like, are you from Sumter? He's like, yeah, I went to Sumter High. I was uh, like, do you know so-and-so? Yeah, I went to school with them. <laughs> do you know the Dial Brothers? Yeah, I know the Dial Brothers. That's awesome. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, a lot to get through. Yeah. Phone lines are open. What's the number again, Kevin? 678-827-3297. A lot to get through. So where do we want to start? Line up. Start? <laughs> line, line up. Line up. Line up. Line so up. Vancouver, or we do in... Oh shit! We still do have the Vancouver game to get through. Forgot about that game. What happened that game? It was the most exciting game we've ever. No, so big takeaways for me from that were just our. uh, All I can really remember is I really don't even remember that game. Playing um, was that the pity goal game? No, that was Orlando. Vancouver was the PK game. PK game. Okay. PK game. Yeah, that's right. It was the Gressel theatrics. Didn't have a good game, but I was watching it on the. Man, he got Plus. punched in the stomach. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he sure did. <laughs> he got punched in the stomach. The Germans were tougher than that. <laughs> that was a late night game. That's why I can't remember. It. Yeah, it was late night game. Yeah, I still watched it. Uh, had I was at Disney all last week, but I still managed to watch it. It was a great feat by me. Well done, Dan. Good job. Uh, yeah, shouts, shouts out to Cold Brew for keeping me up for that game. I chugged a good bit before uh, before going up. What are you guys looking at? Oh, 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 I remember the biggest standout from that fucking game. Pogba. Oh, uh, yeah. In the lineup. Flow Pogs? Yeah, talking about lineup. Okay, now it's all coming back to me mm-hmm. about the defensive fireworks that took place in that game and how Pogba had a standout performance that game. And then on top of that... um. I'm trying to think who else really. St- oh, uh, Justin Miram started that game as well. Talking about one, yeah, and I which did not t- have a fantastic game. He had a serviceable yeah. game. That's kind of what we expect on our depth, right? So, and in, in talking of that, I mean, serviceable was Miram. Shea wasn't too bad either, and Pogba. Pogba is the one who stood out to me the most. Uh, Shea had, a had great like, game too, yeah. He had magnets on his feet for the ball. It was yeah. pretty incredible what he was managing to do. He was just his positioning was great. I don't, I don't like what you guys are saying. Guys. Breck Shea having a good game. I mean, uh, <laughs> Landon Schultz saying Breck Shea had a great game. I don't know. <sighs> Boo. So Breck, Breck Shea had a decent game actually. I've been pretty critical of him. Um, I think that. He had a decent game. I think he had like four chances created, yeah. which was tied with Joseph. Um, still didn't manage to score, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's kind of, I mean, I've been texting with people just laying into Breck Shea. He w- he's been serviceable, which I think is what we need right now. He'll still make, I don't know, like a lolloping mistake, kind of like Guzan did this weekend. Can you Can you point out one of those mistakes that's led to a goal or... One of Shea's mistakes yeah. that has led to a goal. 
Because I can point out several from key defenders like LGP or I think Miles Robinson yesterday, right? Uh, Miles Robinson did. Yeah, LGP, I was thinking about that because he had the two, he had one against Herediano early in the season where he basically gave it to him. And then he had a second one. Um, and LGP has not been good outside of the 18. He's not been as reliable as Was that we the want. game that we had LGP at right center mid too, which was or right center di- um center back? Are you talking about Vancouver game? Yeah. Yeah. No. That I'm was not- that was another game that LGP just looked completely out of place yeah. because yes. of being on that right side. Um I thought he I thought he was okay. I mean he was okay, he but was you right. noticed a few moments when he was over on the right touch line where he just seemed out of sorts and had to do a lot of strange body manipulation just to True. get yeah, into I a mean, position to where he felt comfortable with the ball at his feet. I think that's something you take for granted with center backs is they really are kind of positional. If you, th- you think yeah. about it, they, they, really they work better in on one side versus Absolutely. the other because of the way that they're kind of veering out into the field and <clears throat> yeah, the LG- way they're getting onto the ball. Because LGP is trying to push forward a lot more. Um, it's been a little bit to his detriment. It doesn't put him in a successful position yep. when he is trying to track back. But when he has been in the in our own penalty box, for the most part, he's been nails. He's always the guy getting the blocks in. He's always the guy clearing the ball. He's the guy who is sliding in at the six-yard box, clearing balls away and making those last-ditch efforts. So he's not had the best season. Um, It hurts me to say that because I love him so much. But Well, he's kind of a victim of his own success, right? (laughs) How so? I mean, expectations. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's going to be looked at under... Um, Julian Gressel is the same way. A default a microscope. Right, exactly. So Which has is... been the, the other big talking point going off in the trap right now. Joe Johnstone, Gressel struggled yesterday. I know we're talking about Vancouver game, but Gressel's had a rough couple of matches coming from Anthony Neitzel. Um, I think both of these well, maybe are Gressel talked about hand-in-hand. Yeah, Gressel didn't have a great game, I didn't think, against Vancouver either. I think Joe Johnstone's got it right. He says somebody put George Bell on the hyperbolic time chamber. Mm-hmm. Let him train, let him get, get healthy that again. A yeah, bean. get him a sensu bean and get him back in. That's it. Get some. So, uh, no, but uh, really, ser- seriously, though, <laughs> when we're talking about success, uh, disappointment, success, you know, gauging how a player is doing, I mean, it really is all relative right now. We have two seasons to go off of of LGP. And how much of a standout defender he's been for us. He's been adventurous, and there are times where he's made mistakes in the past, but mm-hmm. he's been a stalwart in that defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has. Um, and this year, he's had a couple games, as we've talked about, where he's been kind of less than his his average. And is his average still better than most center backs in MLS? Yes. Yeah, I'm going like, to take him. Yes. I mean, I'd take him over anyone in Colorado. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it looks... That's why, to me, the Breck Shea thing is not... Again, I... I've been a fan of the guy since he was in the U20s, and uh, I've always been kind of an apologist for him. But I think that the expectations levied on him, his salary, what they're expecting him to come in and do, I think he's, in some games, he's outperformed what we should expect out of him. Oh, yeah. So Shea's on, what, 100,000? He's Something on a like low, that. low. He's, he's oh, yeah. very I love, low. I love he's him very for the value. Friendly and that deal. was what we were talking yeah. about with McCant. So that's been the biggest comparison so far with Breck Shea, is the comparison between him and Chris McCant. And the biggest talking point in that, aside from the skill and the performance on the pitch, is the price tag. So at a quarter of the price of what Chris McCann would be, I don't think that he's a quarter of the quality of Chris McCann. So I think from that standpoint, it's been a pretty 
decent investment, in my opinion. Where, oh, absolutely. It's a savvy yeah. pickup. Yeah. I totally agree with you. I just have... And, um, has to, and, and it's savvy, be, be, and it's proving to be savvy <laughs> just due to the fact that the reason he was brought in has happened, and George Bellow has needed to mm-hmm. recover from an injury. Yeah. I just wanted to point out, don't I don't want to stay on it for too long, but just to echo the, the point Kevin was making in terms of, Brian says, Breck is an upgrade on McCain, and two, uh, at least in the, or in also at least in the durability department on uh, Greg Garza, as we saw. Hopefully Greg's are, Garza is going to be all right. Uh, two other points about the Vancouver game uh, it, uh, related to the lineup. We saw Mikey Ambrose in the 18 for that game, I, if I recall. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I think he traveled so with the team, right? He traveled with the team. So Carlton yeah, traveled, right. did not show in the 18, right. which was interesting. Um, so between... Between both uh, Dion Pereira and Mikey Ambrose, we've actually seen DP on the field now multiple times. Uh, I'm pretty sure he came on in Vancouver, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he did. Had a hell of a showing for that game. And obviously, we'll talk about the Red Bulls game where he came on as well. But another very savvy pick. Great. Great, yeah, I great love, pickup. I, I love I, where that trajectory is headed right now. He's 20 years old. I didn't realize. I knew very little about the guy, to be honest. Uh, I didn't realize until watching that that he had what he had gotten a cap for the Watford team at 17, 18 years old. I'd never heard of him. Where do you draw the line for youth? Is it 20? Is 20 the cutoff before you can call them like a youth player? No. I mean, Harry Kane just won the Young Player of the Year award, right? It, the Did PFA he? Young Player of the Year award, or he was up for it. Yeah. So I, it's like... I have. It, the the rule, the rules are so weird. It's like the. I young, just feel like if there's not a U something league for them, then they're not. Twenty three. Twenty three is the cap when it comes to youth. Really? Youth teams, I think. Yeah, the U twenty threes. I want to say. I, I just asked that because I, whenever we talk about Miles Robinson, I think that he's he falls more he falls into that category. And for DP being twenty, I just didn't know if that was. They're both how old? Think, Miles Robinson twenty two. Robinson's right around the same 21, age. Twenty one, twenty two. So I guess it's comparable. They're both quote unquote youth, but they're still in their early twenties. It's not like they're under twenty. Yeah, Miles is twenty two, and Pierre, um, Pereira is twenty. That's all I've got. That's all you got? <laughs> no, he's been I'm glad great. you made the trek over here. So, <laughs> talking about expectations. I'm not used to you talking so quickly after we talk. It's really good. Could you maybe put some, uh, like, put your T-Pay nap on whenever you're talking, and I might be able to understand you better. Can <laughs> we talk about... <laughs> That's not T-Pain as much as it is Dan's going through puberty. That's right. It's been happening for like 20 years. God, I hope the teacher doesn't ask me to come up in front of the class. (laughs) My favorite thing. (laughs) My favorite. So talking about expectations, um, one of our guys won the South American Player of the Year Award last year. So the expectations that have been placed on him, I kind of compare it a little bit to external Atlanta United expectations that we're putting on Joseph Martinez because he broke the goal scoring record. I mean, from what I've, you know, I feel like Joseph has reached his peak in goal scoring last year. He hasn't even begun to peak. I don't think we'll ever see that amount of scoring from him again. But I think um, in terms of pity, he is going to have a regression after the expectations are that have been on top of him because of last year. Um, and also I remember like some people after the game saying next game, we just need to start um, 
Pereira instead of Pity uh, because Pity's been looking terrible. I think he's just been tired. Um, I think that he is similar to a conversation that we had about a certain player last year, if you'll remember that guy. I think he's off playing with the Argentina under-20 team. So I think a lot of uh, people's vitriol that have been placed on him is ill-founded. I, think- I, don't, I don't think vitriol needs to be placed on him. I think I think uh, Kevin and I talked about it a little bit yesterday over text. We try and save most of it for this, but like, um, it's. St- I think it stands out more when he's a player that's having an off night because so much of the offense is driven through mm-hmm. him at this point. Mm-hmm. You don't have Barco to help drive that. You from don't an have attacking midfield. The only chance. other player is yeah. maybe Nagby. Right. Well, and before he got taken out, the the play was all channeled through him. And he's not having a great night. It's it's going to stand out a lot. It's it's going to stand out a lot more. Uh, obviously, after he cam- comes out of the game, or after um, you know, we have some key personnel changes, and the we go down a goal, we start just pounding in crosses. So I mean, it's right. it's not really a successful strategy for us. But I think that expectations are probably a little high on him. Oh, absolutely. I don't think they're like astronomically high, just because of. Even whenever Barco and say, obviously Dan was talking about Barco. We didn't, you know, say his name. Um, But in the first, I don't know, half of the season, while he was still underperforming in games or inconsistent is more, I think, a a better word for it because he had Miguel Amaron that he can rely on. He still had a couple games where he was great, like the Chicago game. um, (coughs) This is only really one that stands. I think there was a Columbus game, too, that uh, he played well in. But he still performed a little better um even in his down stretches i think or his uh his down his down games see what the trap is saying here uh brian hopefully he'll pay off in a year or two uh maybe i think that was in regards to carlton andy watkins yeah, i feel like pity has underestimated the league he took numerous <laughs> touches that seem silly feels like he thinks the defenders are subpar um Somebody mentioned uh, Joe Johnstone Pity's still not 100% fitness even with the rest. Andy Watkins with the old G.I. Joe callback, I'm assuming, is what that is. The old lip sync. Uh, Pity need food. Shoot the food. Don't shoot the food. <laughs> give him the stick. Don't, Don't give, give him the, the stick. stick. Oh. <laughs> uh, everybody else looks fit enough. Landon Schultz, he is also expecting calls like they get in South America, but don't usually get call here. Also wonder if playing against taller, stronger defenders is affecting him, which has been a point that Frank DeBoer has mentioned specifically that he needs to get his strength up as it relates to challenging some of those defenders one-on-one. Uh, and we saw that same thing with Yamil Assad for his, the bulk of his first year as well. Yeah. I, I feel like we, yeah, Assad, we saw it with Barco. We saw it with Almiron. Yeah, I mean they're all kind of getting used to the league. There's yeah. a, Sorry, with Bialba, and there's a maturation process that needs to take place when you're talking about the calls you're expecting. It's it's interesting because I think Barco didn't get a lot of those calls last year. Miggy didn't get a lot of the calls in his first year. I think that there is a point where I think PD's trying too hard to get those fouls, or he's he needs to play through one of the criticisms that I think everybody had of Barco last year that he did an absolute in in the words of Jason Kidd he did a complete 360 from last year is that he actually tracks back now 
one of the criticisms of Barco last year is he would stop if he lost the ball or if he got bumped off of the ball or something like that. He would either stop and pout or he'd stop and yeah, um, and he would expect a foul call and he wouldn't track back. And you know we would be down a man essentially on that break. And Petey's doing the same thing. Barco's Barco tracks back like a motherfucker now. Yeah, he does. Like he is so fast <clears throat> and he doesn't give up on the ball anymore. And I think that's something it's it's funny because Barco's nineteen years old and you look at Petey's who's twenty four, twenty five years old, and it's like a pretty decent age gap. I don't know Yeah. I, I don't think, know. There's just a lack of maturity there, I feel the, like. The tracking back, I think, it, to your point, is so important. And I feel like that's when I totally agree when you have that maturation as a player when you're coming back. That's what makes Joseph so uh, and valuable. Joseph has completely he changed his back game. all the time. I mean, he's he's uh, one of our leading defenders on corner kicks. He is. He, he tracks back a ton, and we've seen that even more so this season. And then you talk about playing through fouls. He did that last night and still continues the run of play even after uh, drawing the dog so. Mm-hmm. And ends up getting the card after the fact, but still played through it as if he wasn't going to get that call, which was admirable. Um, last point on Vancouver I have is that that win was the one that set a new MLS record for consistent or uh, consecutive shutout wins. In Correct. So, yeah. And I, I read that statistic wrong Ori- originally. I thought it was just shutouts. No, yeah. In which case, it's I think it's seven games Houston. from Houston. Yeah. Uh, Stu Holden was talking about yeah. it yesterday. It was his team. Uh, they, I think they won back-to-back titles. Yeah, it was 2007. Yeah, so interesting. Yeah. Uh, the other thing about the Vancouver game is uh, Crepio, the Vancouver goalkeeper, who had a stellar night. Oh, the, fuck, the fucking three saves yeah. in three seconds was ridiculous. I mean, we really did see. Uh, in the course of, what, four days, we saw Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde from Petey because he was... He was yeah. great in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he takes, he takes a diving header that we needed him to take last <laughs> night. Yeah, and <laughs> from across from Breck Shea. Exactly. That's a good point. It's a really good point. Uh, anything else on Vancouver before we move on to Red Bulls? Um, can't go without... I watched on ESPN Plus the TSN <laughs> commentators. They were so angry with all of Atlanta United, particularly Julian Gressel. Um for oh, some for of the time his, for some of his antics, and they were like, "Oh my gosh, he's got he should get a yellow card and a fine." It was pretty um, bad, though. <laughs> uh, it was it was terrible. It but, was I pretty mean, bad. It was it was really entertaining watching a an a, um, a TV broadcast where the commentators were homers for the team that I was not supporting. It, it was, was the, it was very. I'd like to be able to have the opportunity to do that more. I've only ever done that on accident, so. I, MLS, I think, used to have where you can, if you did MLS Plus, you can switch between the broadcasts. You can listen to, you, uh, you yeah, can watch, yeah. you can watch with commentary from your team or the other team. And NBA is the same way. I don't think you can do it now with ESPN yeah. Plus. Have you ever done, didn't they? On oh, accident, Premier, I did. The Premier League did like fan commentary. They probably still oh, do it. Oh, yeah. They would do that for the uh, match of the week. They would do that. <laughs> they, I, oh, I remember i think that was like when we, when i was in college or maybe shortly after they would bring in it was like a late late on a saturday night they would bring <laughs> yeah. those guys into the commentary booth and it would be one one pretty much a drunk fan from both sides of it like commentating on the game we should totally do that yes yeah, so we should be really good <laughs> we do like a fight companion but with soccer that would be well, awesome. isn't that what this show <laughs> yeah i guess so. are you allowed to do that can you um well, what you could do is just have a stream. You no, that's, what, that's what Joe does, right? Hashtag uh, free Jay Riddle. 
isn't that no, what, isn't that what have... Joe does? He says like sync up your yes, sync up your broadcast or your DVR, and we're gonna start talking about the game. Yeah. We really should do that. Yeah, that's a great idea. And the trap? Would you guys would you guys watch and listen along with us while we commentated an MLS game, an Atlanta United game? That'd be pretty fun. Yeah, I think that would be pretty fun. Oh yeah, they're all about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't you must all be typing at once, and it's not. It's just like. Good job, Ryan. It's just broken. It's broken <laughs> everything. Did, did you post the link on 4chan tonight or no? Huh? Did you 4chan? post the link? Did you post the link on 4chan Shit, tonight? Let me open up my tour. <laughs> you don't need <laughs> tour to get on 4chan, do you? No, just, just 8chan. Like this is how yeah. much of a a dad I am. What what is tour and what is 4chan? Are <laughs> <laughs> these like your Fortnite streaming? No, tour is like uh, what is it? The something onion router network something it, it basically oh, gives onion? you no it gives you it's access the onion to router. yeah it just doesn't it just like bounce you around to a bunch of different vpns so that it's untraceable where you actually are so that you can access the deep web essentially is oh, what that is dark web okay yeah you know where like uh anglerfish yeah exactly you ever seen anglerfish yeah they got the lantern on yeah. it oh, oh like real anglerfish yeah. you're not talking about like some tech startup no, you, okay. the wait, ones that live in the ocean, you don't wait, in the but deep. No, you guys haven't heard about anglerfish. Seriously, the app. <laughs> <laughs> it works with the flashlight on your phone. Wait, what? Yeah, you haven't heard about this. <laughs> so you you turn the flashlight on your phone. You open the app. You put it up to your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> just, and you just wait in the dark with your mouth open. Oh God! It's like okay, they okay. partnered with Uber Eats. So you just. <laughs> Like this? Isn't that what you used to do uh, in the bathroom at work? <laughs> <laughs> and then he would send me pictures of it afterwards. <laughs> Every time. Oh, Those were man. simpler times. It was. It was. <laughs> onion red. Pepperidge yeah. Farmer members. Oh, God. Uh, what else? Uh, what else were we just talking about? I don't remember We were talking about the Fight Companion. We were talking about Fight Fight Companion. Yeah, but that's what they do. They just sync up their yeah. their broadcast and do it. Yeah, we'll have to figure out a way to do that. That'd be awesome. All right. Um, Vancouver game. Any last comments from you, Tim? No. Oh, Felipe still sucks. No, that's the last thing. But I'll he say. was well behaved. Yeah, surprise. He was still. Oh no, no, no. Who was the other guy? The guy with two two letters as his name. <laughs> PC. PC was the complaining man. The complaining pants at you, left back. I felt like they were so in. They were really impressed and had a lot of faith in PC. And I just felt bad because he's some Orlando City cast-off who I've never really seen perform very well. I didn't think he performed particularly well in the game. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of sad. I guess that's my Atlanta United hubris. Um Henry, he had a he said, pretty good game at C center back. He said, they gave up Breck Shea for this. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> Do like, you think he was playing with a chip on his shoulder? Do you think that's what led to his standout game in Vancouver? Maybe was, they were booing him too, right? So was, yeah, but he was so stoned he didn't notice. <laughs> Dude, I, well, he had like a hundred percent tackle, or like he had, I think he had three or four tackles that game. I think it was a hundred percent pass completion or something like that. He had a great standout game. Yeah, he had eighty-four percent pass completion. He won three aerials, had a tackle. Um. Yeah, great game. Yeah. All right, Red he was Bulls. The highest rated player. Red Bulls yesterday. Speaking of Orlando castoffs, 
Amro Tarek. Wow. Completely stifled our offense yesterday. Yeah, he had one. I think even was, in the absence of Tim Parker, who's considered one of the best center backs in MLS, gets sent off, which we'll talk about in a minute. But um, Amro Tarek stopped Joseph on his first breakaway, uh, had a couple other pokes that really, really um, stopped us. I mean, he he essentially was the reason we didn't end up with a W. Well, I mean, aside from the way we were playing. Yeah, him, but. him and uh, Sean Davis really. Uh, Sean Davis, their left back? or uh, No, their central. Um, Defensive mid, yeah, yeah, he was playing on the left. Uh, but so, how do you? So, can I just go through a couple of stats from Red Bulls? It's so, all, oh yeah, go ahead. That's what the people come for. For Dan, yeah. that's right. Well, you know, so interceptions. Go, I'm gonna view our. I'll, I'll mute our lines. Just go ahead. Thank God. All right. So it's the moment he's always finally, always I can have some peace and quiet. So obviously, Red Bulls game is a disruptor, and they are more looking to take the ball away from you than do something with the ball. Um, for the stats for interceptions, Red Bull had 12 interceptions to Atlanta United's five. They had 33 tackles to our 20 of 22 of theirs were successful. 16 of ours were successful. They had 20 blocks to our nine and 36 clearances to our four. So hugely weighted over on Red Bulls. Obviously, that's the game. But Amro Tarek, he had uh, three interceptions, four tackles. He had a block, and then he had eight clearances. So the guy was nails. Um, Sean Davis had similar numbers, but he got more blocks because of the position he plays in the field. Um, so there you go. He had a great, great game. And really fucking kicked the shit out of us, which was pretty irritating, especially as he used to play for Orlando. Wish we had have picked him up. You want me to just keep going? <laughs> I mean, I can't. <laughs> oh, I can't. Don't worry. I can't. Um, <laughs> People are calling for short corner to come back, Dan. The yeah, short when, when can they expect that? Um, Where you're just laying there with the phone on your chest, going, flipping through your papers. Uh, you your papers rustling. Interceptions. Yeah, it's terrible, isn't Dan it? No, it's great. Uh, so, can I talk how Brad Guzan, he is a great keeper. I don't want to get rid of him. But sometimes he looks really fucking stupid. Like... <laughs> Like the, whenever he missed that one like shot. When, in the, so what, what was that? The Dallas game where his soul left his body as no, as was, Jay Riddle put his. <laughs> so interestingly You're enough, so the guy from Philadelphia who scored that goal, yeah. who took his soul away, <laughs> just, that was his first career MLS goal. Same and thing last night. Same thing yeah. last night with. Uh, What's his name? Good thing it was like Barlow. a five o'clock game because Barlow could get home for dinner and can <laughs> he could get home before dark. He can get home before dark. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, against DC, the ball taking a bounce and just bouncing over him, and then um, yeah, look, Red, I, the, I'm okay. The the goal against um, us in the Rebels game, they gave that was a fucking beautiful goal though. So R- Roya had all the time and space in the world for him to make a beautiful Julian Gressel yeah. 2018-type cross. Um, he, Shea and Nagby were nowhere to be found. Nagby was dro- jogging over to try and close a bit of space, but he's still like 10 yards in front, right. a roll away around it before he took the ball. And then I'm not sure whether Barlow actually placed that or the ball just hit him in the face. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll never know. Of course, Barlow's not going to say that. I guess we'll see how Barlow... Goes Actually, whenever I saw it in real time, I thought it went off his chest. 
I thought it. Well, I thought it was just a. <laughs> I, seriously, I thought it yeah. hit him like right there and bounced into the goal because it was such an awkward. It bounce. was very awkward. There's like, there's no other reason I could think that Brad Guzan would be so out of position yeah. on that, other yeah. than that it was some sort of weird, weird right. reaction from the ball. I don't. Know. <laughs> just, it, it just doesn't. It, it's just a funny thing with Brad Guzan, and it's. I feel like it's happened all this throughout his career where he's. When he when he's completely out of position, he realizes he's not gonna make yeah. the save. Yeah, he just kind of looks, seems very indecisive and uh, is not even willing to really make a play on the ball and just sort of. <laughs> well, isn't that kind of the theme of all of last night's game? Just look really indecisive and not make much of a play on the ball. It seems like for <laughs> all of the offense, but considering that, you were a man up for over half the game, it was just, that's a very good point. Kevin. It just, <laughs> yeah. If, I, I texted him and I said, if I saw the result without any of the context, I'd say, okay, I'm okay with it. The fact that, I mean, well, fifth, I'm not going to make it. Days, I'm trying it is, not yeah. to make a lot of excuses here about the fact that we've had five games or 15 days. It was on the road in a hostile environment, yada, yada, yada. The fact of the matter is you're up a man with over half of the game to play and you do not seem to be much of a viable threat on offense throughout most of that game. Aside from a couple of opportunities, two of which are in the back of the net 98 out of 100 times. What the fuck Pity Martinez thought he was going to do by trying to play on his left from his left foot with a ball across coming in from the left side and he's on back post. I will never understand Joseph Martinez in a one-on-one situation that he slots home nine times out of 10 that doesn't go in. Yeah. Takes I, an extra well, because of Amro Tarek. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, just we get the red card. I mean, it's just it's disappointing. That said, we're in fourth place. It's not all sunshine and rainbows, but we still got a game in hand. We could potentially take third. I think this team is okay. It's a series of unfortunate events. Lemony Snicket up in there. Um, but I'm sorry, I don't speak monkey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know. I uh, all right. I've never seen that movie. Never read the books. Never mind. Uh, so, to your point, Kevin, um, it was a it, that game hurt to lose. It after did. Watching, that one hurt. I think that and one might hurt me the most out of the games that we've lost so far I this think season. Kamal Lawrence really pissed me off. I mean, if he oh, yeah. would be oh, in yeah. a Land United uniform, I would be loving it. Yeah. But his yeah. whole, I mean, he was causing a bunch of antics. He when there was a. Um, Across coming back in the box, uh, uh, Vialba went to volley it, but he caught uh, Lawrence got to it first, so he hit his ankle, hit his foot, and then Tito goes down screaming in pain. Beautiful shorts on Tito, by the way. Look at them thighs. <laughs> which oh, which shorts? Tito's short. Well, the little hot pants. He just tucks. He just tucks he does the... what I do when I coach my kids' games. I just tuck my short legs. I'm not the... convinced he doesn't just have a tailor in the locker room just stitching his inseam yeah. in higher and higher. You know, you know, you know, from you know, Aladdin pants? <laughs> T- Tito, where you wear shorts. No, yes. <laughs> Do them for shorts. So, I mean, and then after, so after that particular challenge, I think Tito was milking it, but then all, Lawrence walks away, he's totally fine, and then all of a sudden he's down on the floor clutching his back. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's superb, superb acting. And then, of course, 
he's just on Tito for the rest of that game. And then, you know, towards the end where he's calling him a baby for falling down. I mean, this is... I do this. love the retort by Tito uh, holding up the cup, though. Yeah, yeah. I did that. Pretty, pretty great. But you could tell, I mean, he was comp- like, they had got to him. He was, it was, I'm glad the game had ended at that point because he was done. He wasn't going to make anything... Uh, successful with the rest of the game and probably would have got red card in. Who the fuck was it? It was one of the Parceros that posted the uh, Kamala Lawrence like holding the amount of cups that he's won. Yeah, yeah. Like, Ron- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shouts out to Ronald Pena. Yeah. Oh my God, it's so great. No, uh, you say that you would have loved Kamara, like if he was on Atlanta United. I feel like if I saw one of our players like start that, I feel like I would have been disappointed, to be so honest. I well, did- we've seen Joseph start it. Not, not, not to that effect. Maybe not to that extent I, where I, he's I like never, I've never seen barking at somebody. Of, and while they're I've, on the yeah, ground. We yeah. Seen, yeah, we haven't seen that. Yeah. And that to, that usually yeah, will... That did was, he get? He didn't get carded for that, did yeah. he? No. Usually that will draw a yellow, right? If you're mm-hmm. going to taunt a player yeah. like that while they're on the ground... Um, yeah, I've in seen, any sport, we've it, seen that game. Yeah. Yellow Basketball, you get a technical. In, in football, you get a you get yeah. a flag thrown. It's, it's unsportsmanlike. Yeah. It's... But I do love that Tito did not just take that shit. No, he was yeah. like, yeah. I hope it plays into his next performance, especially if he gets a chance to play against Red Bulls again. July 7th? Yeah. 7-7. Seven, seven. Bought my tickets for the game. Taking the whole family. Oh, very cool. It's going to be It'll awesome. be great. Meet and greet. Arby's has a new font out, so I have to get to work on the invite, and I found out there's an Arby's in the CNN Center within walking distance of Mercedes-Benz, so we'll have to get home before dark meet and greet. I'm just waiting for Arby's to go bankrupt. I'm sorry. (laughs) When will they go bankrupt? I don't know. They have H. John Benjamin doing their commercials. We're going to do a 24-hour Home Before Dark broadcast, and we're going to do it like uh, a relay. Is that really how you're going to announce what? What? Yeah, you're I'm just, just going to casually bring I'm, that I'm up? I'm starting to just slowly just... I want to plant the seeds, Tim. We didn't even talk about how we're going to do I want to plant the seeds. But we're going to do like a... Um, what's the what's the runner for the cure? Run for the cure, Michael Scott <laughs> thing, where you got to pledge a certain amount of uh, dollars for every beef and cheddar that you think that we'll eat in a 24-hour oh span. <laughs> Somebody get my rheumatologist on, the, <laughs> on, on call that day. It's a... Uh, and we'll all meet up in the bathrooms at Mercedes Benz. We'll we'll march to the bathrooms. That'll be the whole before dark march from <laughs> Arby's to the bathroom at Mercedes Benz. Can I? I know it's <laughs> probably slightly larger sandwich. Could I substitute instead of doing a beef and cheddar? Can I do Big Montana instead? Yeah, or I'll a French dip. I'll allow it because I'll do all you can eat French dips. Will you though? Yes. Or just what about all you can eat? Just cheddars. You just no beef. Just all all that cheddar sauce God. on a bun. Just cheddar. Sauce. That's what my brother used just, to eat chili I'll, cheese buns instead of chili cheese hot do- like chili cheese dogs. He would take the hot dog out and just eat chili. Cheese I want buns. him to. I want him to oh, hollow that's out. Horrible. I want him to hollow out the top and bottom of the Arby's buns like they do for the Philly cheesesteaks and just fill it up with that cheese sauce like a like an Arby's empanada, a cheese empanada. <laughs> I want a grilled stuffed burrito. <laughs> <laughs> filled with beef and I cheddar. I just want to go-gurt it. I just want to go-gurt that, that good stuff burrito. <laughs> we had, Kendrick has the right idea. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a cheddar chug-off. Or what about oh. like a a cheddar... <laughs> <laughs> or we just fill up a kiddie pool with it and just have a Brit- wrestling match. <laughs> Brittany S. reading my mind. That's nasty. <laughs> oh, 
God. Tony Neitzel saying, I'm over here waiting for a Funyuns Taco Bell fusion. You oh. have never lied in your life, Tony. That's really wanna, cool, Tony. Give, give me a Funyuns uh, yeah. Locos Taco. Yeah, exactly. That, that sounds so good. good. That would be good. All right, line up for a uh, Red Bulls game. Oh God! Um, is Michael no Parker? Is Michael Parker? Right? Michael Parkhurst came in at left back. That's is right. Michael Parkhurst at left back causing more harm than good? So I think it's dependent on the team, right? Yeah, I mean, he played well. Um, I forget. He had, a, he had a pretty nice back heel yesterday. He did have a nice yeah. back heel. Didn't he beautiful. start at left back against Orlando? He did. Played great that game at left back. Yeah, I think he's had one or two where he's played pretty well. He, I mean, it wasn't. Wait, his no, best no, no. Line. He didn't. He didn't start against Orlando, right? He came in at the. No, no, you're right. He did start. My bad. Brett came in for um, Tito or for somebody on the left side. Yep, he played wing. So Michael Parker starts last night at left back position. Um, we yes, got... Eric Rometty was on the bench in in lieu of uh, Jeff Lorenowitz. Yep. And then we had Who Jeff, I thought, had a good game. Tito and Gressel on wings. And everything else remained the same, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes, it did. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think Oh, no, it Pogba, was... I guess. moves back to... Yeah, because Miles Robinson played. Miles Robinson, yeah. Right. So, I mean, I feel like it was pretty... Um, a relatively expected lineup. I don't mm. think there were any real surprises. Yeah. Um, I think the only kind of, quote-unquote... Surprise! It was for me was Parker starting, but that wasn't that and big Andy, of a one. Andy had a good point. That shot had potential. Oh, if he hadn't if he hadn't hit it with a curl on the ball, yeah. it would have I mean, had, been I mean, lower right hand corner. He had corner. a good look at it, Parker's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a little slow. Like you know, you compare it to Tito's lasers that he puts in. Yeah, yeah. And Parker's was. I wonder if he actually kicked the ball incorrectly that put the curve <laughs> on it. He was trying uh, so to he curved was, it into Robles rather than just hitting it straight in. He's trying to clear it from the opponent's eighteen. Right. <laughs> that was it. That was a decent shot. I yeah, like. Yeah. It. I like the shot from Elliot Beaven. He said Pogba should have started and give LGP a rest. Yeah. Yeah. I. I want to. I'm interested to see how Pogba goes. How he does going forward. I mean, anyone can have one great game. Do Here you? Here we go. Do you? You mean going forward in attack? No, no, no. Oh, in oh, the future, oh, oh, in future okay. games. I was going to say, usually you don't need but one of those guys to try and no, venture forward. No, start him in front of, instead yeah. of Joseph. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. Bold. Bold I just, strategy. Me. I, just, I mean, I don't want to see Pogba play like LGP. I don't mm, want to see Miles no. Robinson play like LGP. No. Right. I don't think we want a lot of people playing like LGP. No, you usually think... don't want your center back playing like that unless you really trust them in possession. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, I'd agree and that's with like that. five guys in the world, <laughs> right? It's, I mean, at that at that level, yeah. You wonder, you wonder if LGP is how he is fitting to this system because it's a little bit more of a cautious system, and he is more of a reckless player. And it starts with defense too. In it, this system. it does start with yeah, defense. It starts and from the back. So, to be fair to LGP, he had some. I mean, he is, I think, the best player at. Um, vertical diagonal balls. He will switch yeah. it, and he'll put it on a dime. Yeah. Um. So he's got a lot of value. Uh, I like his aggression in places, but it's when he makes those stupid mistakes are the ones that really stand out to everybody, and everybody in the fan base gets irritated with yeah. him. What do you think about Derek rushing 
His uh, his oh. comment here said, "I'd be curious to see a backfield of Escobar, Robinson, Pogba, and LGP. So LGP on playing left back. Um, I mean, Escobar is essentially hmm. a converted center back into into right back, and I could definitely see that. And I think that we could potentially see that. I I don't think that he's gonna provide. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm saying this. I don't think he's gonna provide the same sort of service as Shea would in terms of crossing <sighs> the ball into space. Um but I think that the we would take be, over Dan. But, de- but definitely we Makes could you see that stronger. <laughs> Yeah. It really hurts. It real hurts. I, I think I'm gonna have to leave. <laughs> he had a pretty nice uh, nah he not really I was I gonna say he had a nice shot yesterday Shay but <laughs> I think my depth that, perception um, told me because LGP's just had he had a kid towards last the year. end of yeah. last yeah. season so now the sleep deprivation could really be hitting him so and that's could explain some like bonehead mistakes that he's been making um Dan are you trying to say something about your personal life right now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, just anyone who's like dealt with a newborn child who's what kind of boneheaded mistakes are you talking about, Dan? Well, like Herediano and you know, you emptying know. the checkbook for <laughs> those Atlanta United scratchers. Yeah, <laughs> I've played like ten of those. I haven't won a damn thing. <laughs> you fool. <coughs> um. <clears throat> All yeah. right. Um, Andy Watkins said it. LGP can LGP, yo. Andy Watkins also said, want to tell Dan how wrong he is with his Breck Shea love. Call in 678-827-3297. Should we go ahead and get to some of those voicemails? Because I'm sure that'll prompt some of the closing really discussions we, on the Red Bull game. I'm really hoping we start getting... Uh, LGP needs to put Wafu on baby duty and get some rest. Derek Rushing. Who's Wafu? Oh, wife. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what does Waifu mean? Just slang. Everybody knew what he was talking about. Oh, wife. No, yeah, yeah. My wife. I think that would be this an interesting conversation for him to have with his wife, and I'd like him to Instagram story it. All right. We're going to... I didn't test this earlier, but just I don't know what the volume's going to be like. I just want to give a big old fuck to Christian Mills. That's a bit of payback. And then we lost a 55-minute game playing against 10 men. I'm still on the fire Frank DeBoer train, and everyone should join me. Wait, what? Hold on. Let me try that again. It's kind of hard to... Here we go. Long time listener, first time caller here. Oh. Damn it. God. Sorry. It's like it. the connector on there, yeah. <clears throat> faulty, uh, faulty board. Yeah. Somebody it. talking to you about Mills. I heard that. Yeah. Give, give me two seconds. You guys talk. <laughs> I feel like this happens every damn week now. I'm trying to find the information from Landon Schultz. Uh, who has the most cards on the team this year? Uh, Probably LGP. I would be and willing to That's the to great thing about LGP, LGP is because... I'm listener, first-time caller here. I just want to give a big old fuck you to Christian Mills. That's a bit of payback. And then we lost a 55-minute game playing against 10 men. I'm still on the fire, Frank DeBoer train, and everyone should join me. All right, DeBoer out and back. One loss. So when I went to the... Um, and, that, and that voicemail was courtesy of the Facebook group. Oh. Well, that was the Facebook group. And 
I went to the uh, who was the last game we played at home? Last uh, game we played at home, Orlando. Okay, yeah. the, the one before that. That was the uh, Wednesday before night Orlando game. was Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. So I went to the Toronto game and actually bumped into uh, Nathan Lines. Nice. Oh, and nice. Uh, at the end of the game, because you know we won, beat Toronto, I went down to him. And in the best British sarcasm voice was like, see you, Nathan, great to see you, fire FDB, because that was kind of everyone was talking about. And I don't think he understood what I meant. (laughs) So he was like, yeah, okay. (laughs) But it was funny. I had one of those engagements with somebody that saw, and I really need to extend an apology for how awkward the exchange was. It was whenever I had the scarves. And we were giving them out, and somebody saw me, and I don't know who it was, and they're like, "Oh, you got one of the scarves." And I was like, "Yeah, do the show," and just walked away. And I did not. I was like, "That was not the right words to use in that situation." I was just kind of like half in passing and didn't get to have a conversation. Well, you with know them. those stories about people who meet their heroes and then they're disappointed by them. I think that <laughs> it will haunt me for the rest of my life. All right. So, in answer to uh, Landon Schultz's question. <laughs> There's three-way tie for yellow card accumulation. Each of them have three. Kevin, you've been looking at this. Tim, tell me those top three. I was not looking at it. Escobar, Larry, and LGP. Oh, you've been looking at it. I got him. Yep. That's right. Hold on. I was reading the chat. (laughs) All right, we got one more voicemail. Oh. Good evening, gentlemen. So uh, I guess we're at 86 points or bust. A uh, little bit of a random question tonight. I was trying to see who do you think would be your all-time greatest player from any team, any country. Being a keeper myself, mine would be Oliver Kahn. But that's because I'm crazy like that. Hope you guys have a good night. Bye. Yeah, it's an easy question. Messi? No, Stevie Gerrard. <laughs> Don't let it slip, lads. Oh, my God. I brought it on myself saying that. No, yeah, I mean, Messi, to me, is the greatest player I've ever seen play. Agreed. Um, the amount of influence that he puts on the field, the things that he's able to do, the amount of, like, Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't make the players around him that much better. He takes the game, puts it on his back, and wins it for his team. Yeah. Messi, like, Messi helps his teammates elevate their game to the point that they're just destroying people together. Yeah. I don't know. It's just... Completely different game. Yeah, I mean, did Brian say Demba Bar? Wow. <laughs> uh, in the so yeah, I guess Messi, obviously. He, you know the reason he's saying Demba Bar because he scored that fucking goal when Steven Gerrard slipped. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you can make that joke, but. You're just regurgitating shit, Dan. You're just... I was like, Demobot, I know he played for Newcastle once. <laughs> and he's just like Garrison Hurst. He has toothpaste for knee cartilage. <laughs> like, the amount of injuries that guy's had is ridiculous. By destroying people, you mean losing in by four in championship? No, oh, God. So, I mean, yes. Tim, I'm pulling for you guys against Tottenham. How I... can you not? Right, right. Wait, I mean... wait, wait, wait. I had that scheduled for the end of the show. Right, we'll talk right, about that. Right, right. We'll talk about that at the end. I mean... Yeah, I mean, Pirlo. I love Pirlo. Um, when he's not farting. Right. Well, We're chewing his damn paws. Well, of course the dog, but also the Dogba? Italian. And- Dogba's really good. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's what I'm going to name yeah. my next dog. Yeah. <laughs> but I, am, I mean, Paul Scholes. He's an excellent player. DDR Dogba. <laughs> <laughs> 
Good one, Kevin. Mauricio Puccettino. <laughs> right, right. I like it. Uh, um, any more voicemails? No. It was just... The, just the two? Yeah. Okay. Um, Wait, so so who's your greatest of all time? Um, I'd probably say PLO. Yeah. Just because you guys have said Messi. Okay. okay. And, you know, who am I either going to go for? It's either Messi Kenny or Kenny <laughs> Ian Rush was way better than Tanya <laughs> Delgleish. Ian Rush said I can play for Hinton Stanley. Hinton <laughs> <laughs> Stanley, who are they? Exactly. <laughs> I really like all these references. <laughs> yes. I just like when Dan tries to do a Scouse accent. <laughs> tries, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, any closing thoughts or remarks on the Red Bull game? I think we're all disappointed. Obviously, there was some good play. Pity did not have a great game. Gressel did not have a great game. Dion Pereira played great. Dion Pereira did have a great showing. So, yeah. Hey, did you ever see on Twitter the video breakdown of Wayne Rooney breaking down his free kick? I think it was against Columbus. And he uh-uh. just talks about how the... Def- the attackers are lining up in the wall um, towards the goalkeeper, specifically to block his view. And then he was saying because it, the free kick was so close in, he had to get it up and over the wall, but just enough so that the keeper can't still can't see it going in. And then he actually has the attackers duck down to allow the ball to be lower so it can go, because it has to go in the, I think it was the bottom right-hand corner. If it goes midway, then the keeper can easily save it by stretching out hand. But if it's low enough, the keeper's got no chance. And it's really interesting how he how he talks about and breaks it all down. But when um, Park, um, Parker got sent yeah. off, um, we were trying the same thing. It was similar location, but you could see that mm. um, after Pity took the free kick, Tito is like diving down. Unfortunately, I think it was Murillo's head got in the way, and I think we gave him a concussion. Uh, but it was just a really interesting kind of nerdy thing that. Um, yeah, yeah. That I saw I them try that uh, against Vancouver as well, I believe, where Gressel was right on the outside of the wall, mm-hmm. walked right over in front of the wall right whenever Pity took the shot and like blocked the wall's view. Of where right. the ball was coming, and then he just kind of ducked down last second, got <laughs> blasted with it. Uh, speaking, sorry, Tim, go ahead. No, you go ahead. So, speaking of free kicks, how interesting was the Vancouver free kick? Well, one of them they had in front of our area, where they had like four or five guys about seven yards, yeah, offside, offside. yeah, and then it comes to nothing, and they ended just passing it back. Yeah, it was <laughs> so weird. It was just yeah. garbage. Yeah. Anyway. Um, red card, not red card, <laughs> red card. Yeah, by the book. Red card. Initially, I thought it was kind of harsh, but when you go back and see it, and it, it automatically went back to the game when we were playing Red Bulls at the stadium. You know, when they beat us three one, and uh, Mark Iger was the VAR, and Joseph was on a breakaway. I think it was against Parker as well, and Joseph goes around the back of Parker but accidentally like clipped his heels. Mm-hmm. Um and say it accidentally because it was. You could yeah. not tell any sort of intent there. Um and he was denied it. So I was like, yeah, you can have a red card for that. Yeah. I mean soft, <laughs> absolutely, bitch. but by the book, red card. Well it's it's only soft because he didn't go down. Exactly. 
Right. If he was any other player, he probably would have been on the floor not trying to score. He would have right. he would have hit the mat. That's the other reason yeah. I'd say Messi. <laughs> Messi plays through contact, and I love that about him. I think Joseph played as much as he could, he could through yeah, that yeah, contact. Yeah. I'm saying <laughs> it, it, the majority of players, like if that was Petey, he would no. have hit the deck. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he probably wouldn't have got it based off a of reputation alone, I think, at this point. So, however, Joseph needed to put that chance away. Not that specific one, oh, but the yeah. one, you know, the breakaway. The one, yeah, the breakaway, absolutely. Um, Amro Tarek defended. So, another takeaway from that game. Uh, I know we talk a lot about how impossible it is to bench Julian Gressel, but do you potentially give him a rest yes. on Friday, put Tito on the right side, put yes. Dion Pereira on the left? Or Miram, even. But yes. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I think Tito I really is like gonna... what I've seen from Justin Miram. I want to see him in the game more. Yeah. I think he would I think he could have helped break that team down yesterday. I well, think... I don't know, because he's so much of a possession player, and that's pretty much all we were doing anyway. I don't know that he was going to give you anything mm. in attack. Yeah, potentially. I was I want in possession and everything, I'm really glad we have Nagby. Yeah. I feel like Nagby is severely underrated every single game. Oh, absolutely. I hope that we can find a way to keep him in the off season. Oh, absolutely. And I'm hoping all that stuff is just smoke. Yeah, I agree. But we, I mean, that's the thing is we're not going to pay him DP money. There's no uh, way that happens. uh, He's already a 10 player. Is Columbus going to pay him DP money? Is anybody going to pay him DP money at this point? You can see someone pay him DP money, you know, like Cincinnati or... What's going to be interesting to see next year with the fourth DP slot? How many have of they, these players they, are going to transition into? Wait, what? Have they confirmed the fourth DP slot yet? The trap did. So I'm just taking that as law. That was last a couple weeks ago that we were talking. The people about listening that. on the podcast audio, we're looking at the trap right now. By yeah. destroying people, do you mean? Oh no, that's the same Liverpool comment. Sorry, Tim. Yeah, I, I think Speaking you rest wrestle. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, I would. I would put him down, yeah. but I, I would definitely play Tito though. I think we use we use the fire that he had from this last game against Red Bulls. I think Tito's put him back on. He's the been a, like a bright spark the past few he's games. He's great. So, yeah, it makes me harken back to the offside trap you guys did with the Toronto people, and you're like, oh, it's just little old Tito Bialba <laughs> who scored a goal against them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's. I forget that he is a lot more technical and a little bit more finesse than i give him credit for yeah yeah i mean and i'm gonna pick on eric quintana right now for the for the first year of our existence and tito's play on this he he talked about how he's he runs on train tracks yeah i I think he's a little more a little more refined a player than that just like we're seeing out of martinez right now uh, joseph yes i think that could i would not be surprised with the way that he is playing that he has shown both sides of incredible goal scoring threat and also integral uh link up player on both sides of the pitch um to see offers come in for Martinez after the off season. You think he's gonna go if they take him in? I, the right number. Off season or July? Uh probably well that's the yeah, it probably would be July. Yeah. Yeah. You think so? International transfer window opens. You think and he goes more, in July if he's not having a great performance up until then? What, what will typically happen, I think, with these MLS transfers is he will be bought in July, and he will be loaned back to Atlanta United for the rest of the season, and then they will get him in January, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know at this point, but 
Um, um, RSL on Friday. Oh yeah, forget about that. Uh, win for me. <laughs> Did you say win for me? Yeah, call it a win. What are we talking about? Line? Are we just doing predictions? Are we going to yeah. get into some stuff? Or? We're already over time, so. Oh okay. <laughs> uh, we never get to see Dan anymore, though. I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, RSL are a playoff team, albeit five, six, and one. So they, granted, have only lost one or no, uh, only drawn one game. They've lost six. Dan's got Dan's got words. I'm sure. Here, go ahead, Dan. <laughs> Tell uh, us what we want to hear. What are they going to do? Break it down. All right, their style is long balls, long shots. They take a lot of shots and they're aggressive. So we saw against the Red Bulls were aggressive and were able to throw at least PT off uh, his game by hip checking him. Um, a consistent first eleven. They like playing in their own half. I'm just reading basically what's on whoscore.com. Um, Albert Ruznak is a motherfucker to defend. Yeah. Hopefully we have Eric Rometty back in the lineup to help erase him. Yeah. Crylock. Damn, that sounds like a fucking... That sounds like a smaller villain name. Crylock. Or a slur. Or a Transformer. Or a Mortal Kombat character. Crylock. Yeah. (laughs) He's like... He's got to have some sort of... uh, He's almost like a Sub-Zero. Like an anti-Sub-Zero character <laughs> yeah i think that if you give salt like space they, they will um they will hurt you but i think we have a defense that is savvy enough to break down that space unless it's daniel royer and we'll just give him you know half. The you know field. i was gonna say, i meant to say this about daniel royer it's if anybody it's gonna come from i'm okay with it being him because how shit he's been against us historically mm-hmm. he's bloody good for them though he is, just, right, he is, but like he always ends up missing easy goals against us and, and chances. Yeah, yeah, it was fitting that he finally broke that. So we're terrible at set pieces, and Salt Lake are not very good at defending against set pieces, so that might be a plus, and they're not good at avoiding offside. And I think we have a great defense that can play an offside trap pretty good. Um, you know who else can play a good offside trap? Not us, not us lately. Not us lately, though. It's been tough, guys. No offside trap tonight. It's been <clears> tough <throat> getting uh, getting just, these things wrangled up with people. Yeah, it takes a lot of planning, and unfortunately, life has just been kind of hectic lately. So we'll we'll get back on it soon. And we what we may end up doing is going back and trying to backlog a couple of those. So we'll see what we can wrangle up. Uh, any other thoughts on RSL, Dan? Yeah. I mean, not really. I'm just trying to pull something together right now. I can tell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How long until we get Barco back? It's the end of June, right? Yeah. If they make it far enough, I guess, if they make it to the end of the tournament. I think that... Um, I hope they don't. The The tournament hasn't even started yet. They've been playing a whole bunch of like warm-up games, which is like, what the fuck? warm-up games come on yeah um yeah that that's super frustrating um you can't fault the player i mean you have to fault no, the organization no, no, for for bringing no it up. Oh, absolutely you cannot it's just frustrating from a fan's perspective of especially someone who has consistently not cheered for an argentina team so it's kind of weird for me as an englishman cheering argentinian players and being interested in in them still hope they lose 
So he can get back sooner. Oh, damn right. Yeah. I mean, I hope when tank. the Argentinian national team play, I always want them to lose. Same with Germany. I always want them to lose. As Andy Watkins says, don't fault the player, fault Frank DeBoer. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah one F- thing FDB that was out. annoying about Frank DeBoer saying that, you know, once all rain and crosses at halftime on Red Bulls, and I was yeah. like, that's never been our strong suit. No, so it really hasn't. Why, why do you want to do that? Uh, but he did say in a previous game, and I think it was against... Uh, I think it was either Orlando or it could have been Toronto. He was saying that if we are not sharp and accurate with our passes, like we were, what like we were not against Red Bulls, we mm-hmm. were sloppy. Mm-hmm. Then he is certain that we're going to get hurt, and I mean that's exactly what mm-hmm. happened again, and it played perfectly Agreed. into Red Bulls' hands. Agreed. So, um, I thought that was a the first one was a weird comment, but I think his. Uh, Concern was valid. Any, do we expect any major changes to the lineup aside from maybe seeing a Gressel rest and a DP or you might see, um, I think Breck Shea starts think, at left back. I think so. Yeah. I think you'll see him for, for Parkhurst. Yeah. So this game is happening. It's Friday, 9 o'clock Eastern. Yeah, it's definitely happening. We already talked about it. Awesome. <laughs> so there, I was just trying to think with LGP. So do you think Shea starts instead of Parkers? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And do you think if we have enough rest for LGP? Like I'm assuming it's the back four is going to be Shea, LGP, Miles, and Escobar. I wouldn't be surprised to see Pogba and Breck Shea again. I thought it worked out really great against Vancouver. Yeah. Why not? Uh, yeah, I think... The thing is, though, I think RSL are a better team than Vancouver. I do not think yes. Vancouver are very good. <clears throat> um, okay. Oh, uh, this is the second time we'll be at Rio Tinto, right? Mm-hmm. So who was the last guy who scored for us at Rio Tinto? Um, that was the he, I think Peterson a, goal at the buzzer that you were talking about the other week. No, I no, think, that's against SKC. <laughs> I think he got a red card immediately afterwards because so oh, it was his Vasquez for sure. Yeah, exactly. So, right. God, yeah. Knows. so we beat them. So it's difficult to play at uh, Rio Tinto, but I mean, we beat them three one last time. But they they're a different team now. They're a lot more mature. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a pretty tough test. Um, Kevin, do you have any parting parting words for uh, Kyle Beckerman? Oh, <laughs> fucking suck my butt, Kyle Beckerman. Eat my butthole, Kyle Beckerman. Okay, lick my butt. You're not supposed to mix cough medicine with liquor. I just noticed that you were doing that. I had like half a pour. Give me a and break. Theraflu. What, dude? Let me live my life. Half a pour of cough medicine. No, it was a Theraflu. <laughs> it wasn't like I'm over here making scissor on the podcast, drinking NyQuil and codeine and bourbon or something. What if we just drank lean? Let's all, do it. All episode. Yeah. Let's put on Macklemore. Let's just <laughs> chill. All right. Closing ceremonies. Tim, thoughts on Champions League final and go. Oh, that was weird. I think you muted yourself before... Before you press the buttons. Uh, really hoping Roberto Firmino's back. Everybody is uh, looking like they're vacationing right now, which is kind of troublesome to me because we have a game in uh, 11, 12 days that is the biggest game Liverpool have played in in, oh, in a year because it's their second time in the Champions League final in two years. Um, I think that this will be, I think this will be the third time we've played Tottenham this year. 
and I expect a win. I expect nothing less than a win. Nothing else, you know, some of those guys getting rest is going to be uh, helpful coming back. I am also very excited that um, apparently we're just in a bidding war for Matias Delight for a center back partnership with uh, Van Dyke. So Kevin will become a Liverpool full-time supporter with Van Dyke, Delight, Wijnaldum. Yep. I like it. I like it. Um, I think that's it for me. Oh, score predictions for Friday. What are you guys thinking? Two nothing. I think we. I think we win that game two nothing. I hate you. So much. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with a one one draw. Oh. I will say a two one win. Blame me the two two. Give me the two two. <laughs> Destroy them. <laughs> Uh, right. We come out in... Uh, <laughs> Brittany has no ASMR. <laughs> what is that? That's the audio... I know, Brittany. Sound I know, I totally agree with you. That people get really into with like weird noises like... Like mouth noises <laughs> and breathing. Yeah, that like whispering and that stupid like mm. cock-sucking noise you make is welcome, like... Welcome to Home Before Dark. <laughs> yeah. I think we're going to play an attacking game on Friday. (laughs) 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 Fuck, Dan, come on. You guys deserve it. You guys deserve it. (laughs) I was like one of those people. Somebody's going to listen to that. The car is just fucking... That's what you're going to get. That's what you're going to get. Sorry, everyone, but they deserve it. It's like, oh, my God. I'm going to put right. Dan in timeout. <laughs> Episode 100. In the we, books. We did it. Good job, guys. What are we going to do as a special uh I don't know. Are we going to do it? I think we're going to try to do it. There is no try. There's only doo-doo. And, <laughs> and Kyle RB Beef Man. and Cheddar's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do they have an Arby's in Rio Tinto? We need to make a road trip. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we don't know when we're going to do it, but the plan that is currently circulating is to do a 24-hour podcast. We still need to look in to see if YouTube what the length of broadcast they is it they is that supports. What do they support? The thought would be that this would be a traveling circus of sorts. That over the span of 24 hours, we would go around town, we'd be able to Uber, talk in the Uber, maybe go out to the Gulch, uh, just have like sort of a roaming meet and It's not even going to be on a game day. We're just going to go out to the Gulch. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. talk to the people that are parking out there on a normal day. (laughs) Um, There's a lot of details. (laughs) run up into people's faces with a microphone. (laughs) I get fucking mugged. (laughs) A lot of details we got to fill in and figure out a date and everything. But right now, it's a lofty goal. But it's a lofty podcast. <laughs> uh, Andy says YouTube limits to eight hours. They used to have this. Well, you can upload twenty four hours. Well, why don't you right? just start a new one every eight hours? Yeah. yeah. Come on, Andy. It's not hard. So yeah, 
trying to figure out something. Um, oh, the H before D, Blacklight Special. <laughs> well, do not want to put a blacklight <laughs> no. on in this studio, that's for sure. That's right. I think we're still in the, the Nancy Grace period where I can blame it on the previous owners of this house. Hey, there you go. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, keep uh, keep an eye and ear out for that. Hopefully we can get something pulled together in the next couple of months. Scarves should be delivered. If you I think everybody's yours. scarves are delivered, yeah. Yeah, or Twitch stream landed mentions. So Ooh, yeah. figure something out. Which could be a fun part of that. You know, maybe we do FIFA? it for yeah, we can do FIFA or RetroPie or whatever. Um do mm. Twitch. We can do maybe that's how we do the live commentary. Maybe it's for an away game. We're gonna spend twenty four hours trying to beat Contra three Alien Wars mm-hmm. on uh Super mm-hmm. Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And it is we're still not gonna do it. Nope. So We'll do something. Thank you guys for tuning in. Episode 100. Thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you for coming over, Dan. Oh, you're welcome, guys. I mean, it's the 100th episode. How could I have missed it? And we'll see you on episode 200, I'm sure. That'll be the next time you're in studio, which will be great. Sweet. (laughs) However you found us, uh, smash the like, subscribe, Bell Holcomb icon. (laughs) Get that notification whenever we go live. Uh, be sure to leave a rating or review on iTunes to hear it read aloud on the show. Uh, follow us all collectively on Twitter at Home Before Dark. That's before spelled B in the number four. Also on Instagram, same handle. That's it, right? Yeah. Sweet. As always, be home before <laughs> dark. <laughs> They're just real shitty, briny pickle juice. (laughs) Great Salt Lake. Last seven days we crawl up to the ground. Last seven sins we wear just like a crown. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.